Hi, welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Me Women. And today you'll be hearing from Marissa Grimal, and she is talking about her journey to becoming a writer. And I like that this episode kind of takes a little bit of a different tone or vibe from uh, other episodes that we've had. And she just talks about her journey of, of pursuing her passion and rediscovering it over time and how she's been able to make that work in her busy life as a mom. And I think there's just a lot of things that listeners will relate to with Marissa's story. So give it a listen and I know you'll be inspired. sharing her stories. She works as an editor for indie authors as well as a social media marketer. She and her husband have two energetic children. Her hobbies are reading, playing board games, and watching stupid adult cartoons. She is obsessed with chocolate milk and will choose it over any other drink. (laughs) That's a very unique thing. I don't think I've heard of that ever from anyone that they would choose (laughs) chocolate milk over anything else. Oh yes. I I love that you included that. (laughs) thanks yeah I'm a chocolate milk enthusiast (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so I know that you have a story that you came to share about your life so I want to just turn the time over to you to do that and start wherever you would like yeah so I kind of feel like the beginning of the story here I didn't learn how to read until I was seven and that's late for you know, a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. But I remember I I just didn't know how to read. And it was really hard even as a little kid because you kind of sense that that's not the normal. That's uh, everybody's kind of looking at you like, oh, why can't you read yet? So that's kind of my first experience with books and reading. And so I was always bored when I did actually learn how to read. And I just didn't ever want to. Um, So when I was 11, I started writing my own stories. And that was the only thing that would actually hold my attention. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so yeah, with the pen and paper, I just kind of worked through that. And so I carried this notebook around everywhere. And I would ask people how to spell words, because I hadn't been reading very long. And I didn't know very much about spelling or writing or anything. And this story just came from inside me and I just wrote all the time. So I I carried my notebook literally to Walmart and (laughs) church everywhere that I went, the grocery store. If I went with my parents somewhere, it was always with me. Yeah. And so, so that's how it all started. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So, so if you wouldn't mind just talking about, so what was the reason for being kind of a late reader? for you? Um, you know, I think it was tricky. My parents did their own version of homeschooling. And my sister actually learned how to read really early. And so I think they just didn't quite know how to teach me how to read. But yeah, so it, it came later. And I remember they got me like hooked on phonics and things like that that were popular at the time. Yeah, so I'm actually not totally sure. But I just remember like, all that time between kindergarten where you often learn sight words and just having no concept of that till much later. Okay. And kind of comparing yourself to other kids 
and seeing that they were further along in that process. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard for a kid. I think anyone that has kind of those uh, delayed learning milestones goes through that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So, so then you started writing at 11. Were there any particular types of stories that you were more interested in writing? Um, I wrote Star Wars fan fiction. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I uh, created my own little story and Anakin Skywalker was the main character. And yeah, that was the first thing. And then I wrote about someone working at a military school. And yeah, I just, I kind of just made up my own stories here and there, whatever I wanted to write. And I did it with pen and paper until I got a computer, which was much later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it was just anything I thought was interesting. And when I finished my uh, first project, really, I called it a novel, um, being 11. Uh, it's about 36 pages handwritten. <laughs> so uh, definitely a shorter project. But when I finished that one, I got really excited. And so then I made sure I was finishing novels regularly or what I considered novels. Yeah. So it it was really exciting for me. I think it was an escape. Um, Reading was still hard for me. I didn't know why, but it just was. I think a lot of it actually was the negative pressure I'd felt that something was wrong with me that I didn't learn how to read. And that all kind of carried forward. And writing was my escape. It was the thing I felt like I could do when I didn't necessarily think I was smart enough to do anything else. Right. Yeah. So do you feel like it kind of helped you through those teenage years where other insecurities might pop up? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It. I really, I, I cling to it a lot. It was, uh, the, it was a big confidence builder that I felt like there was something I could do and do well. Mm-hmm. Did you get did you get feedback from other people about it? Did you ever share your stories or was it more personal for you? Yeah, I had a friend and I shared it with her and we decided we should make a little Star Wars play out of the original story. We tried to get together our friends. We uh, had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, so that that was fun. Um, I did actually talk with an author, but she didn't really take me seriously being an 11 year old. <laughs> And that was the only person I talked to, actually. Yeah. So, no, she w- she thought I needed to write a lot more, which actually was good advice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah, being 11. <laughs> yeah, and I think she realized it was Star Wars fan fiction, but uh, didn't have the heart to tell me yet. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, so going through your teenage years, still writing, and then I assume, was there some college involved there? Uh, yeah, I, I, I went to college and I actually took a break from writing. Yeah, it just, I was focusing on the academic classes more. In fact, I was working two jobs and going to school. And yeah, so that was kind of a crazy season. So writing took a little break. But mm-hmm. then I actually got married and I had my first child and I still wasn't writing but I missed it. So uh, we had our second baby and I actually dipped into a really deep depression. Her birth was kind of traumatic. It was a lot to handle. And that's when I started writing again. Okay. So you fell back to that old coping mechanism that you had kind of forgotten about. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like for you then to get back into the whole writing process? Yeah, well, you know, I think um, doing it later in life was actually good because then I was able to really research how to be a good writer and not just be sketching things on a page. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. I got a lot more seriously into it, which I think was awesome. I still think it's awesome. And I'm still learning some things about the craft. And I think it's been amazing. Like, it's honestly been one of the most learning experiences of my life is trying to figure out what actually crafts a good story and what makes readers want to read. And yeah, so I've been writing this novel and it's just been a great experience. And I think, yeah, it's been an even bigger coping mechanism with grown-up life issues. I deal with a lot of anxiety. I have my whole life and I didn't realize it until actually after I had my daughter. And so I dipped into this huge depression and kind of figured out that I had a lot of anxiety and OCD going on the whole time. And writing, I decided to write a character that struggles with that. Um. And to put that on a page has just been like an amazingly cathartic experience Yeah, to really think about what that is in a way that you can describe it to someone who's reading your book. So, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. I know um, there's various therapy techniques that actually use writing in that way to kind of allow you to explore the things that you're dealing with. Did your therapist suggest that or was that something that you came to on your own? Um, I came to it on my own. Yeah. Awesome. But I... Yeah, therapists do often suggest writing as a form of therapy, even mm-hmm. if it's more of a journal situation or, yeah, I uh, I think it it's really good. Anything you can write about it gives you more perspective on what's going on inside your brain. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to find that in what sounds like a really difficult time of your life. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah, I I felt like it was my lifeline. And I think you need those, especially when you hit hard. And so it kind of brings you back to life and wakes you up a little bit. And you feel a lot. And as a writer, I feel so much like, (laughs) I'll even start crying when I'm writing a scene. And my husband will look over and he'll be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Oh, I'm just writing this scene. (laughs) But yeah, it just it brings out so much feeling which for me, it, it needed to go somewhere. Right. And it's been the biggest coping. Like I say, it started out that way. My own little escape, my own little comfortable place. Yeah. So in in kind of dis- rediscovering that about yourself, did you find that you came across any challenges? Like, I'm, th- I'm trying to think of, I really enjoy writing. I'm not like as passionate about it as you, but I think it's a fun thing to do, but I found that especially after having children that my, my time or my priorities are limited there. And so I wondered for you after having your kids, if that's been a struggle at all for you to find the time to write and how you've prioritized that. Oh yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh that's the biggest challenge (laughs) is making sure life doesn't fall apart in my absence (laughs) as a mom of small children that happens very easily. Uh, Yeah. So how have I done it? 
Well, a little bit at a time. And that's kind of the advice I give people too that are in a similar situation to me. It's like, well, ideally you can set these goals and make these accomplishments, like ambitious accomplishments in writing. Like maybe you finish a certain word count, produce so many novels a year. And that's great. And it definitely works for some people and some people's schedules. But I think the biggest thing for me has been allowing myself to hit it hard, but then also take a break, get back to life, refresh everything, you know, clean my house. Uh, The weeks that I write the most, the laundry sitting on the floor, you know, Mm -hmm. but then it's kind of that ebb and flow. I think that in itself is its own challenge of when can I write? When can I make this happen? But I think since it is so important to me, and I definitely need it, for my own sanity, like I need to be writing, I need to be working on it. And so, yeah, I just find the time, whether it be that the kids finally fell asleep, and I have an hour, or before they wake up in the morning, or if we're having a chill day, and uh, it just works out that they can be playing with toys, and I can write a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard when you have kids. And any time that I have as dedicated writing time. It's like a party. I'm like, woo, <laughs> yay, writing time for real, not interrupted. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I imagine that it's difficult to, to kind of get into the groove with it and you're feeling it and you're like writing out this scene and then there's interruptions. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I yeah. Like switching my brain back and forth between those two things. Yeah, yeah, it is a challenge for sure. And I think with practice, like I've kind of figured out, oh, I'm definitely not going to write today. It's just one of those days, you know. <laughs> and uh, I think just being patient with yourself too of, oh, it's okay if I didn't write today. I'll I'll, I'll make sure I make a point to finish another time. But right. yeah, it's, it's hard because I think when you're a mom, especially of young kids, I don't know, maybe it's like that the whole time. I don't have old kids yet, so <laughs> I don't know. But um, it, I know like in my everyday life, it's it's hard to like have patience for that but it's like you know what this matters to me I'll make it work when I can right yeah 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 I think often when I picture writers I think of people on like this nice secluded cabin somewhere in the woods like with their paper and pencil and just having (laughs) you know two months of some kind of um, sabbatical or something to be able to go and write and just like really soak it all in but that's likely not the reality for the majority of writers <laughs> that actually get work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of writers, they still have day jobs and or children and life um, obligations. And so, yeah, a lot of novels are written um, with a lot of strife on scheduling. <laughs> yeah. It has to really be something that you're really passionate about and important to you. Yeah. 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 No, I I feel like my heart's totally in it or yeah, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it this much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as far as your writing has gone, like, first of all, I kind of want to know if you're good sharing what your book is about or at least the genre. Oh yeah. Um, And then second of all, kind of what that process looks like. So right now, are you just in the like beginning writing stage or are, have, have you gone through the editing? And like, I'm not, I, I'm not familiar with what that, that looks like. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that. So, uh, 
Yeah, I write, right now my project is an epic fantasy novel, adult fiction, Mm -hmm. based in my own world that I created. And it's about Andalyn, who is one of the few with magical powers that allow him to teleport. Uh, The world around him starts dying, the plants stop growing, stop producing food, everything's kind of chaotic. A scientist figures out how to use their magic to produce food. So the government is hunting everyone like him to save the world. Gotcha. Yeah, that's such a cool... I mean, I I like want to read it right now. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) That's really neat. So where are you as far as the stage of developing this book? Yeah, so... um, I've written it, drafted it, redrafted it, and redrafted it again. Um, (laughs) That's kind of what happens, especially uh, this is my first really serious writing a novel for real kind of a thing, not just for my own hobby. Um, So I worked with a content editor, and she found all my plot holes, and I've been addressing those. I've had a couple rounds of beta readers, readers that'll read it and see if they like it, see if they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll answer certain questions for you. Yeah, so I've had some people read it, give me feedback. And now I'm hoping to get the final really good draft. And then I'll go through the full editing line by line mm-hmm. after I get to that point. Wow. So do you already have a publisher that's interested? Are you self-publishing? No, I'll be pitching agents when the book is finished. Okay, cool. That's so cool. I think anybody, I mean, I was just thinking as you were talking, like what a a vulnerable thing to do and a courageous thing to do to be able to put such a creative part of yourself out there and be able to say, I created this and now letting people give you feedback and possible criticisms and things like that about your work. Do you feel like that's been a difficult part of the process for you? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a lot. And there, there comes a lot of insecurities, I think, at every phase. I remember the first time I sent even just a sample to someone and your heart kind of stops. You're like, oh no, is this horrible? Are they going to hate it? Are they going to love it? You don't know. (laughs) And you just hope that it's good enough. And so uh, thankfully, I'm friends with a lot of awesome writers and they'll read even just a chapter. Like I'll hop online, talk to my writing friends. Hey, can I email you this? They'll be like, yeah, sure. They'll let me run stuff by them. It's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm in a writing group. That's awesome. We go through chapter at a time, tear it apart, try to fix it. But yeah, it's definitely really emotional. Um, It's also hard to find the right writing group. I went to a couple that just were not a good fit. When the criticism just doesn't actually help the book progress, it's tricky, you know. And some of it's like, well, how much do you take seriously and how much is one person's opinion? There's a lot of that that goes through your head. You're like, oh, do I believe every bit of feedback or... Oh, maybe not, you know, so it's a lot to navigate emotionally. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine that that part of the process is very difficult, especially when you're talking about like, these characters are so personal to you. They're, they're things, they're people that you've written based on your personal experiences. And like you said, you, you put your own anxiety and your own depression into some of these characters. And it's like, 
to be able to put that out in front of other people, <laughs> it would be a very, yeah. a very vulnerable thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. Thankfully, I, I feel better about it now than when I first started. Mm-hmm. I imagine it gets <laughs> so easier. So any writers out there that are trying to get feedback for the first time, it does get easier yeah. after you've sent it to a few people. You, you have a little bit less of a heart attack every time. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like anything else that you do that, that over time, it does get easier. You kind of condition yourself to be a little bit more accepting of it. Yeah, well, and it's also good because you kind of get a feel for what do you need to change? What do you not need to change? And so you take it a lot less personal later in the process than at the beginning. It's all about you and it's your heart that you gave to somebody to read. And now it's like, okay, yes, I wrote this and you're critiquing it and and we'll go from there. (laughs) This is going to make it better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you talked about writing groups and kind of the peer support that you get. How do you find the writing groups? Great question. I'm involved a lot on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I actually join writing groups of people within my genre. I'll kind of get to know people that way. That's actually how I got into editing. Also, I had friends send me their book. And then they needed a lot of help with editing. And it turns out I was able to help them really changed their book. And so yeah, that's what got me into that. But yeah, it's it's those friends, you just make friendships and acquaintances with people that are doing similar projects, and you're able to help each other along. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, it is a lot of them. I've met online, some of them I know in person. And with anything online, you know, you got to be careful. But right. thankfully, I've, I've been lucky that I've met a lot of really cool people. And we've been able to help each other and in both of our projects, you know? Yeah. This mutual thing between both of you that you're, you're both helping each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think really getting as many eyes on your work as you can, especially early on is beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So what else do you feel like has been helpful to you in pursuing something that's really meaningful to you. I know, especially as mothers and often as women, that that's a hard thing to do. We kind of put our own desires or aspirations on the back burner sometimes. And so how do you feel like it's been, how how do you feel like you've been able to accomplish really prioritizing that time and making that important to you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and that's actually been a lot of the journey itself. Yeah, you know, some people don't understand. I've definitely talked to people that I felt kind of shamed, like, oh, you're a mom. Why are you trying to do this right now? Like, people have asked me that. And it's hard because I think culturally, um, there's not a lot of acceptance for following your dream mm-hmm. when you're a mother. Maybe you're supposed to put all that on hold. I don't know. But it's it's something that is important to me. And just taking a step back and realizing that this is so this is life, you know, like we we have today. And (laughs) yeah, maybe, and there are times and seasons for everything. But I definitely feel that I'm able to do it right now. And that motivates me, like I say, to make the time in my schedule when it will work. Mm -hmm. I actually I think it's a great challenge, because it's like, well, this matters to me. And, and maybe not everyone thinks that I should be able to reward that, but I think I should. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I think it's definitely worthwhile. Like I, I'm proud of 
being able to do that for myself. Cause like I say, I took a break for a while, but when I did come back to it, like I really felt how much I missed it, felt how much I needed it, how much I want it, how much a part of my life this is. And I think it's silly for me to just pretend it's not there Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, just not allow it to be there. So yeah, it's it's been good for me as a mom because I think I think actually moms all need this <laughs> something like this something that they enjoy because you are doing a lot for other people during this phase of life and you know think about self care like you've got to do something for yourself something that you're excited about something that matters to you. Right. Yeah, and I think what a good example for your kids to be able to see that you're a whole person. Kind of like you were saying, I, I think it's funny that we assume that when women become mothers, that suddenly all of their own hopes and dreams and desires and aspirations just like don't exist or are okay being put on pause until that child is fully grown. (laughs) It's like very unreasonable. And I feel like we do women a a great disservice and probably the world a great disservice because we're losing so much of, of what women could be contributing, even moms who are home with kids and, you know, can only find the time for an hour a day, but what contributions we could possibly be making if we allowed that for ourselves. I love that. Yeah, I'm so with you right there. (laughs) Yeah, all of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that you've been able to find that and to really um, focus in on it. And, And I think for me, too, I was thinking often with my own career, there's there's things that I want to do, but I find it hard because I'm not getting paid (laughs) for certain things that I'm like, oh, can I really justify the time away? Like, it seems like we attach such a monetary value to everything. And I wondered if that was ever something that you had kind of thought about or struggled with where there's a very upfront process with writing where you put in a ton of work and really the payouts don't come until much later. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that has been difficult. And yeah, it's like, wow, that's where that's where it's the passion, uh-huh. you know. It has to be the passion. Because, yeah, most of us writers still have day jobs, you right. know, and occasionally you get paid to write early on. But yeah, I I haven't been paid to write yet. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely something that has to be supplemented by other things as far as monetary value. Yeah, and I think that is part of the resistance also as a mom and having this it's it's really like a glorified hobby, I think a lot of people feel like. But no, like you say it's planting seeds for for what matters to you now and also what you can do in the future. So yeah, it's, it's tricky. So I hear you there. It's hard when you're like, wow, I work as much as a job, but I'm not getting a paycheck from it. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And that can be so hard to even, I don't know, I think in conversations with my husband and, and just family, family life, it's, it's hard to sit there and say, okay, I'm going to do all these things because you, you, you know, for you that you need them, but when the the money is not coming in from that time spent, it can be really hard to justify it. I, but I think in saying that, I think it's so important that you share like people like you share how important that has been for you in such a big part of your life, because 
it doesn't have to always be about the potential for income. And it really yeah. can be about something that you're just really passionate about and driven towards and that you wanted to pursue for yeah. the sake of pursuing. And that's totally okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think more people need to hear that because that's, that's not talked about very much in our culture. That is so money driven, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, this is, this isn't all about money. Like if I never made a penny on my book, okay. <laughs> you know, um, and, and that's not why I'm doing it. Um, right. And yeah, that there's something really awesome that happens when it's not why you're doing something mm-hmm. because that's where the passion is, you know, and, and I think that's the flavor of life really. <laughs> it's, it's not just the, the things that bring money that matter. Um, Cause yeah, like you say, a lot of times the things that, matter to a person and to feeling whole and complete as you are, that's not just going to come from, from your work and your paycheck that actually brings in income. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's the, it's a different type of value that you have to place on it at the end of the day and realize that sometimes that value can be even more important than a monetary value. Yeah. Well, and, and you definitely have to remind yourself of that sometimes yeah, especially if you know you are barely skidding mm-hmm. by. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely like you say, there is a value to it. It's just a different value. Yeah, so allowing yourself to kind of explore that and see what you can do with that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing your writing journey. I know that you have an Instagram page. How do you pronounce your last name? I'm embarrassed to be asking you this now. Grimal, is that right? Oh, it's Grimal. Grimal. Okay. So Marissa J. Grimal. And I will definitely link that in the show notes for anyone who is interested in following you and following your writing journey. I will definitely be doing that. (laughs) I'm excited to see where you go with it. Um. And then kind of as we finish up here, I was wondering if if there's other women or moms listening that are at a point in their life where they would like to kind of pursue either writing or something else that they're passionate about, kind of what we've been talking about. Maybe it's not going to bring in the income. Maybe it's not um, going to be totally life-changing right away, but it's something that could help them feel a little bit more fulfilled day to day. What would be one small step that you feel like they could start taking today to start prioritizing that and making it a part of their life? Yeah, that's a great question. I think really just deciding that it matters enough to them that they're going to make it work. Mm -hmm. Because once you decide that, and then maybe you just only have a little bit of time today, just do what you can and uh, be okay if it doesn't come right away. But just do what you can and keep reminding yourself that this matters enough to you that you're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not a race and it's not, you're not in a hurry, but you'll, you'll get there when you can. Yeah. So just get started. Get started on it wherever, that, yeah. wherever that takes you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just do one thing, you know, mm-hmm. just do the first thing. What's the first thing you need to do to make this happen in your life? Do that. Yeah. The takeaway from that too, and from our conversation is you don't have to wait 
until other people give you permission for that to happen. Like you don't have to wait for the approval of other people or for other people. Oh, you'll never get it. (laughs) You're never going to be given permission to do what you love. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like if you had waited and it said, well, okay, when, when it's more convenient or, you know, when you're able to bring more of an income in with it or all of these other things, then you would be waiting forever for that to happen. And so, yeah, just being able to say, okay. Well, and I would not trade this oh, go ahead. for anything. Like I've been writing seriously for real for three years mm-hmm. now. Like, and if I had, like you say, if I had, a, had just said, oh, it's not the right time, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have all this progress. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm at the point now that I can look back and say, wow, I'm really glad I did that. I'm really glad I'm doing this. Um, it's been such a valuable experience already. And so, yeah, just the time's going to go by whether or not you spend it actually doing what matters to you. So I would say, yeah, just just do what you can, even if it's not ideal. Yeah, just start. Yeah. Awesome. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much, Marissa, for being willing to be on the show and share your journey. I think this is something that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. It's a very practical thing, but also something that I think a lot of women struggle with. So I'm really glad that you came on to share your story. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. So I hope you enjoyed that episode with Marissa. I know I came away from that thinking, what could I do better about pursuing my own passions and not trying to always have it be about the end result, but more about the journey and what it does for my life day to day. So I'm definitely going to continue thinking about that and working on that for myself. If you liked this episode or previous episodes you have listened to, please give me a five-star review and subscribe as a listener to the podcast. If you know of any women or yourself who would like to be interviewed and share a story about any journey, imperfect journey in your life, then contact me. You can contact me through my website www.imperfectmewomen.com or through Facebook and Instagram, which both have the handle of Imperfect Me Women. And I'd be happy to get an interview set up. We will be uh, continuing this journey with with an, another woman in a couple of weeks, another interview. And I am so excited that I keep continuing to get to do this. And I know that it's not perfect. And my episodes are roughly edited by myself. Um, but that's kind of what this is all about. (laughs) This whole imperfect journey and this whole podcast is about being okay with our own imperfections and, and learning how to embrace those. So I try to do that each week as I publish these episodes. Anyway, thanks for joining me again for another episode and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.